0: The epistle for this third Sunday of Advent is taken from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brethren, rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. Let your modesty be known to all men. The Lord is nigh. Be nothing solicitous, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your petitions be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And a continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. John. At that time, the Jews sent from Jerusalem priests and Levites to John to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and did not deny, and he confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he said, I am not. Art thou the prophet? And he answered, No. They said therefore unto him, Who art thou that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. That they and they that were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said to him, Why then dost thou baptize, if thou be not the Christ, nor Elias, nor the Prophet? John answered them, in saying, I baptize with water. But there hath stood one in the midst of you whom you know not, the same as he that shall come after me, who has preferred before me, the latchet of whose shoe I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethania beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. Please be seated. You'll notice I'm wearing the rose-colored vestments today. And Holy Mother the Church has reasons for the colors that she uses in the liturgy. Not too long ago, I explained to you that the color green signifies the virtue of hope. And the reason why it signifies the virtue of hope is because it comes from where our Lord says in the Bible, "Look at the tree." and when it brings forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So lift up your heads. And the same thing, the green of the leaves is reflected in the color green that the church uses to signify the virtue of hope, that while we are trying to make it to heaven, we always have hope in front of us, that indeed if we make an effort, we will make it there. The rose color is very similar to this virtue of hope. It is a lighter shade of the color purple, and the color purple signifies penance, and we wear Purple vestments during Advent because we're doing penance in preparation for Christmas. And this rose color is a lighter color purple. We're still doing penance. However, we're looking towards the goal. And we have that shade of hope to know that it's almost over. We have to keep up the good work. And soon we will be rewarded with the feast of Christmas. Other um, Other announcements. I notice there's a lot of new faces among you, as there usually is every Sunday. Welcome. I want to welcome you all. Um, there's going to be a potluck after the Mass today in the hall. So you're all welcome to come and and uh, get to meet everybody. Those of you who don't know everybody yet, uh, we can have a chance to to get to meet each other and uh, spend some quality time together. That will be in the hall after Mass today. Also... Um, the bookstore is open after mass um, there's plenty of stuff in there it's, we, we stocked it up pretty pretty well, so if you haven't gotten your Christmas presents there yet it's a great opportunity for you to to get the Christmas presents for instance, there's those um, license plate it says Christ the King Catholic Church on them um, be a great Christmas present for all your people up north and also it will help reduce the the money that we owe for the capital campaign that money raised from those license plates go towards the capital campaign. Um, and the upfront money to make those license plates were, was paid by a, um, an anonymous benefactor who wanted to use that as their contribution towards the campaign. So, and there's plenty of other things in the, in the bookstore too, so feel free to go over there. And speaking of campaign, I want to thank you all Um, once again, for the effort that you're putting in and the the hard-earned money that you're putting towards paying off uh, the $2 million debt to to build this Church of God. And as we're drawing near the end of the year, if you're looking for um, donations that you want to make towards uh, reducing your your taxes, um, keep us in mind. And also um, remember that we have this three-year period, which is more like two and a half years now, where the diocese won't be charging us the usual um, diocesan tax. Usually all the money that comes into the church, all the money that comes into the church has a 26% uh, tax on it to go towards paying the diocese, paying all the things that um, people that work at the diocese and, and uh, going towards building new churches and so on. Um, But we have this three-year grace period to raise the, the $2 million so that if we pay it off in this time, we won't have to pay 26 cents on the dollar for every dollar we raise later on. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Well, finally, after two months... I want to conclude with the last of the four sermons that I was wanted to cover in four weeks. And these four sermons are on the little sins that our Lord tells us are not so little. So, for instance, with the first one we had was scandal. And our Lord says that it's such a serious sin that it would be better for someone to tie a millstone about their neck and be thrown in the depths of the sea rather than to commit the sin of scandal. Scandal. The second sin we looked at was hypocrisy, pretending to be holy when in reality you're not. And our Lord lashes out against the Pharisees and scribes, saying, they're like whitewashed sepulchres, that on the outside are very beautiful, but inside are full of dead men's bones. The third one we looked at was how we should respect the house of God, and how our Lord threw those people out of the temple who were disrespecting the temple. And he said, this house is a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. We don't usually sell things within the church, but we do treat the church like a stadium or like a hall, a gathering place. We should really treat it as the house of God. That's what we looked at last week. And the fourth one I'm sure there are many other sins that our Lord talks about, but I'm going to stick to four. The fourth one sends chills down our spine, and it comes where our Lord addresses the church of Laodicea in the third chapter of Apocalypse. He says, I would that thou wert either cold or hot, but because thou art lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. what he's saying here is that he would prefer that we were cold. He would prefer that we were hardened sinners than being lukewarm. Why is that? Well, lukewarmness is a species of the sin of sloth. Now, sloth is not just laziness. There's a huge difference between laziness and and sloth. For instance, you've worked a long, hard day, you get home, you flop yourself on the couch, you turn on the television. That's not laziness. That's resting. And we each have a right to rest. If you know you're supposed to be doing work and you're not doing it, you're just lazing around, yes, that's laziness. But it's not as serious a sin as being lazy in spiritual things. And that is what sloth is. Sloth is when you know you're supposed to be doing something spiritual, something to save your soul, and you're too lazy to do it. It's a completely different species. It's another animal than than laziness. Sloth is when... You skip Mass on Sunday because you're too lazy to get out of bed. Now this is an interesting one because Sunday is a day of rest. But that doesn't justify you sleeping in because you're tired if that means missing Mass. We're actually required to work on Sunday. And the work we're required to do on Sunday, the only work we're required to do on Sunday, is the work of liturgy, giving glory to God. And we should be working whatever it takes to be done to get that job done. So if it means getting up when we're tired, getting the family ready, getting the kids dressed, getting in the car and traveling to church, that's what it takes. That's the work we're required to do on Sunday. And being too lazy to do that, we can't hide behind the fact that it's a day of rest. That's sloth. Granted, if we're too sick, or if there's no gas in the car and it's the middle of a hurricane so we can't fill the tank, well then that's a different story. But if we're able, if we're physically able to make it to church, we've got to go. We've got to do that work even though it's a day of rest. Another example of the sin of sloth would be not getting to confession as soon as we committed a mortal sin. Or knowing that the devil is tempting us and we would probably fall unless it be for the grace of confession and still not being and still not going still being too lazy to go to confession that's another sin of sloth so lukewarmness is a species of sloth it's when we think we're doing okay so we kick back we relax when we think that we can let the car drift down the road because we don't need to waste gas we had a teacher at St Greg's the, the school where Father Nolan is right now St Greg's is up on a hill and this particular teacher would push his car start over the speed hump at the top of the hill and and he would drift down the driveway drift down into the town and drift Four or five blocks, he would brag about it before it actually stopped the car. (laughs) He'd brag about how much gas he saved. But our spiritual life is not a drift down a smooth road. The only smooth road that goes downwards is the highway to hell. Our path to heaven is a climb up a narrow path, going up a hill we put the car in neutral, we're only going to go backwards and we're only going to go down. And we're going to go down very quickly. Lukewarmness is also the product of pride. The pride to say, okay, I'm holy enough, I can step back now. So holy that we think that we can take on the temptations of the devil, even in our sleep. And the devil knows that. and the devil. He's got plenty of time to kill. He waits until we put our guard down before he attacks. And then when he sees we're not ready for him, that's when he comes in for the kill. It's a lazy way to fight, but he's a lazy devil. He waits for us to be lazy before he attacks us. So, tepidity and lukewarmness weakens our spiritual life. Not only are we relaxed, but we don't have the fortitude of grace. And as I've told you before, you need grace to do any good work. If you haven't been doing good works, you don't have that grace. You're not strong enough. So, the lightest push of the devil and you fall. Why? Because you don't have that grace behind you to make you strong. Lukewarmness also plants many sins in our souls. So for instance, it plants this apathy and disinterest in practicing the commandments. Why should I be worried about the commandments? I'm a good man. I haven't killed anybody today. Or, it also causes spite for spiritual counsels. So when we hear Something we know we're supposed to be doing. We immediately think, well, I'm good enough. I don't need to do more. Another sin it causes is malice in the face of other people's good works. So you see someone else doing something good and immediately you say, hey, she's just trying to be holier than the Pope. Or we shouldn't do that. We're trying to be holy, Joseph, we do that. Little by little, tepidity will help us fall into bigger sins. It will weaken us in the face of temptation, so we'll fall into sins of verbosity. In other words, talking about people, calumny, detraction. Curiosity, to see how far we can go in a temptation before we fall into sin. And then, oops, fell into sin. Or a spiritual instability. This is what St. Paul talks about when he says, He who thinks himself to stand, let him take heed lest he fall. This is when you say, I'm strong enough, like the guy who thinks he can walk without his walker. And then he goes out and he falls, and then he's got to call someone to help him get back up again. Finally, when we get lazy enough, the final stages is when we fall into timidity and despair. That's when we realize that we don't have all those graces that we need and we should have had if we hadn't been the way we were supposed to be. And so we don't have strength when the devil comes around. We panic and we just give up, fall into hell. And so that's why our Lord says it's better that we be cold than lukewarm. Because at least the person who is called knows that he's a sinner. <clears throat> In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.